So, this is my first video. Um, I wasn't sure if this is what I wanted to do or not, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, what we're to do is, in all things we speak and say, is glorify God. And in doing that, we will edify his church. And that church being a church that Christ built, he is the church. And any in him are drawn there by the power of God. And through the Holy Spirit, they'll be brought under the preaching of the gospel where they, where they will learn the truth. And they will know how God is just to justify the ungodly based on the imputed righteousness of Christ and him alone. And uh, something I want to talk about is I really rejoice in reading the Word of God in the Old Testament. I like seeing the, the pictures and types and shadows that it portrays of Christ and how all those Old Testament saints and prophets were looking ahead to the truth of who Christ Jesus was and what he would accomplish and finish in his work, in his uh, life, death, and burial, and resurrection on this earth and in heaven where he sits at the right hand of God. Um, but in that rejoicing of reading the Old Testaments, I mean, I hope that we all can read our Bibles. I mean, I'd love to hear the preaching of the gospel, but I also love to be able to rejoice in God revealing the truth as in my independent study at home. And there for a while I was doing that and I, I write and uh, write about what I read and what's revealed. But it's not right for me to keep that to myself because God is glorified when the, the truth is told about who he is and what he's done and how he is just to justify the ungodly. So some of these words I wrote in rejoicing, I've got them written here and then we'll read some scriptures. And in rejoicing, I said, Oh, by the grace of God, being ordained to look unto the trust in the holy stone of the everlasting covenant, the rock that was smitten once for the living water to flow forth unto all those who are drawn by the Father unto you. Oh, by the grace of God to be appointed to drink of those living waters, which abundantly flow forth in everlasting righteousness by Christ and him crucified. Those ordained and drawn to gaze upon that serpent of brass that was lifted up amongst a peculiar people and delivered them from the death by the venom of a fiery serpent of old. Oh, to be ordained to eat and be full, entering into a land of rest found in Christ, where the rain cometh down from heaven 
and brings forth eternal life in the flourishing pastures of his sheep. Ordained and delivered by the strong arm of God from the Pharaoh of bondage, who rules by fear in his kingdom, delivered into a holy everlasting kingdom, the throne occupied for eternity by the King of Kings, redemption by his blood, not by them which willeth or runneth, but to God be all the glory in his strong arm of deliverance. Those washed clean by the blood of Jesus, clothed in his righteousness, redeemed by Christ's righteousness in the eyes of a thrice holy God, so that by his power we stand in Christ justified, righteous in the courts of God's justice in Christ alone. Now, in those words of rejoicing, those were things I read in the Old Testament that pictured and shadowed the forthcoming of Christ and what he would do. And they were, they're beautiful pictures. I, I implore, implore you to, to read your Bible and God reveals to his people the truth. They, they are brought to the truth by his power. In the day of his power, all are willing, all come to him, all come to Christ by the power of God. They're drawn to him and they follow Christ, the true Christ, the one who died for the sins of those chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Uh, if you will, turn with me in your Bible. and I'd just like to read uh, from 2 Corinthians 4. I just want to read a little about that. And it, it speaks of, uh, of Christ. It speaks of how God is glorified in the saving of a people through the blood of Christ alone, through his imputed righteousness alone, that's the only ground of salvation. And we, by nature, we're not deserving of anything but the wrath of God. The wages of sin is death, and we are sinners. And if you are brought to this truth by God, you are only a sinner that is saved by the grace of God. It's all by his power. It's not you making a decision or giving giving yourself to Jesus or anything like that. He will draw you. It's not of him that willeth or runneth, but it's by God. It's through Christ that you're saved, not by anything you do in this flesh. That, that does not recommend you. Nothing we do, no works will ever recommend us unto God. No works will ever keep us in the truth of God either. We, we don't keep ourselves saved. It's all the power of Christ. It's power of the Lord in salvation. So 2 Corinthians 4, and starting in verse 1, it says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience 
in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, and that's capital G, the, the God of this world was little g, so should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. So true preachers of the gospel do not preach what we need to do to help Jesus out. I mean, that's that's robbery of God. That's That's robbing God of his glory. We don't preach that we do this and we do that. We preach Christ crucified and that it's done. It's finished. He finished it all. There's nothing left for you or me to do. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We see there that God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. You didn't go find the light and you didn't turn on the switch. God shined the light out of darkness. He commanded it to be shined out of the darkness. And it shined in our hearts. And he's speaking to believers here. He's not speaking to those that don't know God. That light shined in their hearts and gave them the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It gave them the knowledge to be able to see how God is just to justify the ungodly, how that he can save sinners. And it's only through the imputed righteousness of Christ. The imputed righteousness charged to that sinner's account by which they can stand before God free of sin and righteous in his sight. And all those sins that they had on their account, they were paid for by the death of Christ. For the wages of sin is death. So Christ took on those sins and paid the debt to God for all those sins, them, those sins being imputed to him, charged to his account. He was sinless and perfect in nature. There, there was nothing flawed about him. He was never made a sinner. He was always an unblemished lamb, perfect sacrifice. He was always God and man in the flesh without sin. And it says in verse 7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. So we have the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ and ourselves, And that's through the Holy Spirit that will bring a sinner deserving of nothing but death, because the wages of sin is death, under the preaching of the gospel where they... They, the Spirit reveals to them the truth of who God is and what God did to save them, not what they will do or need to do or anything like that. And that's 
a common misconception in today's religion. And verse 8 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered in unto death for Jesus' sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal body, in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we speak what has been revealed in the written and manifested word of God by the Spirit to us. And he will not have his sheep ignorant of how he, God, the true and living God, is just to justify the ungodly. Dear brethren, search the scriptures and continue to grow in grace and knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This truth of the glory of God found in that face, which is in Jesus Christ and him alone. Christ dying on the cross to pay the sin debt of all those which the Father had given him in the everlasting covenant of grace. Christ imputed with the sins of those people and dying on the cross to pay the wages for those sins in full by his death. Christ's righteousness imputed to those ordained to life in him so that they stand before God justified. Christ fulfilling the law and the prophets as the unblemished lamb of God and by his blood on the cross of Calvary through a one-time offer, satisfied the justice of God for all those that he was given and losing none. To God be all the glory and how he is just and how he is a just God and a Savior in all grace and mercy. For there is no love apart from God's justice. Without the satisfaction of God's justice by the dying of the unblemished lamb, Jesus Christ on the cross, to pay the debt of those sins. Without that satisfying of justice, there is no love. God is a just God, and he must punish sin. And we're all sinners. And without the death of Christ paying for the sins of those that were given to him, 
there is no love. But in his justice, he does bestow his love on and mercy on those that were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. So this was my first video and I just, I wanted to rejoice together with you, I hope, in the word of God and glorify God in this, this short video. And now if you will join me in a song, I've got a song recorded, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Uh, if you will join me in this song, we'll join together our voices in one accord and sing together praise unto the Lord. Let us rejoice together as one body in Christ, if so being ordained and enabled by the grace of God. Let us now again, or for the first time, turn our eyes upon the Jesus of truth the Jesus of the Bible, the God of the Bible, and sing the praise of the glory of God. Thank you. Fail you here. 
that is thine is perfect salvation to tell. Glory.